1: just talking to me do you think that you could repeat the question i
0: am catching up on listen
1: more attentive there must have been something in all of
0: also frazzle these not making a silly noises so to today
1: so
0: this is going to gonna be my maltes curl oh let's eat I I my cookies how dare you
1: when you were just talking
0: me all right Welcome to the Paying Attention Podcast Hi atop uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop here in Salem, New Hampshire At the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe And we do this little, uh, we do this little shindig here every Thursday at 2 o'clock I want to thank everybody who downloads us on um, iHeartRadio and iTunes And Spreaker and, and Podbean and Spotify and all that happy stuff I don't even know what half of that is, but that's what I'm told to say Uh, Welcome to the show today, we've got really an action-packed show I I have a couple things that I wanted to talk about before we get into our main topic Uh, Joining me today is my co-host Paul Morano. Paul, you weren't here last week No And I had a fill-in kind of co-host We had Tim Wood from uh, Loop Weekly, Methuen Loop Yeah, what did he yak about? And we talked a lot about like Methuen stuff Cool and uh, and I kind of, I like the feel. I like the feel of having him here. So we, yeah. might, we might ask him back again. Well, how, did, how did you think about... Uh-? I thought
2: uh, I thought the two of you had a great chemistry. I love the fact that sometimes you agreed and sometimes you agreed with a but. And sometimes you right. flat out just didn't, weren't digging with each other, we saying, but there was a level of respect. You could tell that you guys have yeah. a history together. It's good.
0: The only thing that drives me nuts about him, and like because when, as we become more friends, I'll be able to break his balls more about it, but like uh, For example Like I made a I made a comment about uh, Methuen City Council Joyce Campignon Not knowing what she was doing In a meeting And he had to qualify it With five minutes of Oh but she loves puppies And she cares about the community And it's like Yeah listen When a cop pulls you over And says I'm, I'm arresting you for drunk driving He doesn't say But I'm sure you love puppies And I'm sure you're A really nice person Well since and you're a
2: nice person I'm just going to give you A warning Yeah this right time.
0: yeah so, um, so I'll break his chops A little bit about that He, he kind of did that On his show too As soon as right. I said Anything like Over negative about anybody and and by the way this is the human condition it's not it's not exclusive to Tim whenever you say something negative about anybody people are always like yeah but they're a good person and they love their children and 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 they care about the community and, and and what about this and and they drive really nice and I'm like really do we need to qualify I'm not when I say someone does a bad job at something When I say somebody drives like shit I'm not saying they kick puppies on Saturdays I'm just saying they drive like shit, right? Well, if I'm making a point about something and it's a negative It's the human condition for people to like, go the other way And qualify it with all these like positive, happy things
1: It's not my human condition No, Paul's a little bit different Because Paul's, uh, Paul's beneath the surface Paul's so far beneath the surface, he's drowning Actually, I'm, I'm so far beneath the surface I'm in touch with my human condition All right. And it's very easy to do so I don't know why more people aren't but anyway, let's get back to um, the, this, this whole idea of uh, Tim. Is that his name? Yeah, Tim Wood. No, no. Tim Wood. He has great chemistry with you. Did you it watch a, it? I didn't. Can uh, you believe I, this guy? No, actually. He's not, if he's not on it, he has no interest in watching. Well, I couldn't. Uh, but uh, I saw a little bit of the, um, the podcast, uh, yep. the replay. I yep. saw a little bit of the replay, about a minute of it. And I agree. Uh, he seemed to have good, uh, good chemistry and all that stuff. And he talks about local issues. Right. And local issues, of course, dear to your heart. Right. That's that's what your newspaper. Everything is local. Everything is local. Much of what your newspaper is about local. Of course, you have national and international too. So here's the question: Do yes. you want to make this podcast more of a local uh, show? No. You don't. No, I, 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 I like. He to doesn't th- want to let
2: you off the hook. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's, I can see where you're going with this. Right. You're smart. I'm not going
1: anywhere. I'm just following
0: reason here. Just <laughs> trying to get out <laughs> of it. Give
1: me some logic here. He's like, hey, how can I, how can I not have to drive at 500
0: miles an hour to get to Tom's show every week? Oh <coughs> boy. Um, but no, but I, I, mm. I think having him on more is a good idea. Um, I'd like to have him on more. I'd like to be on his show a little bit more. Um, I like that we can talk about local stuff. Yeah. But also, in the same podcast, talk about state and national and international stuff. Because p- it, people downloading the show, have you seen, the, um, Jonathan, the, uh, the, the stats on where people are downloading us from? That I have not. Because when I go to valleypatriot.com, uh, whenever I podcast a video or something, I always go into my analytics on WordPress. And we've got people reading the Valley Patriot from the Philippines, from Saudi Arabia, from China, believe it or not. So I'd be interested to see where they're downloading it from. I'll see if I can get that information That would be. I, I mean, if, 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 if it's work, don't worry about it. I'm just kind of curious. Oh, it, it isn't work for me. Oh, all right. I'll okay. just make, someone else, make else someone else do I it. I have people for that. I um, love it. I love it. So, um, so yeah, I, I want the show to be about national and international politics because there's so much to talk about in the national and international scene that's not talked about responsibly by the rest of the media. But I also like to work in the local flavor, because all politics is local. And I I was saying the other night, I'm driving around Lawrence. Crime is down significantly, well more than 50 percent. And um, whenever I post on Facebook, crime is down in Lawrence. I get a few people say, "Oh, that's bullshit. Look <coughs> at that. Look at that shooting last week. Look at the guy that got di- that got killed." And I didn't say that there was no crime in Lawrence. I said it's down significantly. It was like 50 percent reduction in violent crime. And when you look at the trend nationally, crime is down nationally, but if you if you watch me driving through Lawrence, you know that, that that's true. You know that that national narrative okay. that crime is down nationally is true if you look at the local level. And so whenever you see a national story and you're not sure whether or not the media is kind of peppering it or whether it's just total bullshit or it's true, start looking at the similar stories at the national level and see if they comport with what CNN and Fox and all the other ones are saying.
2: Do you think... Crime is down in Chicago
0: Probably not in Chicago I'm sure that there are some spots in the country Where it continues to rise Chicago is a democrat city run by democrats Where they, they Took everybody's guns um, It's almost impossible to get a gun legally But all the gangs have them And all the criminals have them And that's your liberal utopia So I have a, a one We have one local story I want to talk about And that's of course the Methuen budget So I've been going live, Paul, um, came up with this ingenious idea rather than having to sit through a Methuen City Council meeting, like by going there, like, Mm. please kill me first. Um, I have Verizon in my office, so I can watch from my North Andover office, I can watch the Methuen meetings. Okay. So I go live on my phone Mm. and podcast the, the meeting over Facebook. And we've had like I don't know three or four thousand people have been watching the meetings.
1: Are you saying you, you put your phone near the television? Yeah, in okay. front of the television. Then, then I go, I go live through. on Facebook. Okay. It is the
2: single worst video shot I of any imagine. video right. shot, but the audio is pretty clean. I have yeah. to say the phone yeah. does a good job with the audio. Yeah. So Methuen now is in a
0: position where we have a, there's a mayor of Methuen who keeps you know metaphorically pounding his fist on the desk every day saying, I inherited this mess. I inherited it. Uh, I came in in January, and I'm, I'm trying to do the best that I can. Inherit- <coughs> inherited it from, um, what's his name? From the previous mayor, uh, Mayor Zanni? Oh, Mayor Zanni. Okay.
2: Has the Methuen budget passed There's-
0: yet? No. So last night, they were supposed to take a vote on the budget. And of course, the mayor wasn't ready. School department wasn't ready. Police department's not ready. Nobody's ready. They've had since January, this should have been the number one priority of every single elected official, and I'm not just picking on the mayor, all of them, this should have been their number one friggin' priority since January. Every waking moment should have been spent trying to get, make sure that this budget was right. And here we are, two or three days from the beginning of the fiscal year, and they can't get their act together. And they can't get their act together because the schools, the superintendent pulled a bonehead move and decided that she was going to lay off, send pink slips to 50 teachers. Because what that does is it causes panic, right? She, there's like at least a couple of million dollars in raises that they're giving out in the school department budget this year, even with the layoffs, right? She's not cutting administrators. She's not cutting high priced administrators. I'm pretty sure she didn't cut her own salary. She might have, but I'm pretty sure she didn't and we would have heard about it. But because there was, they're not getting the money that they want she cut 50 teachers. She sent out pink slips to 50 teachers, which meant a whole bunch of kids who were, who were given talking points by their parents stood up at meeting after meeting after meeting and said, you're destroying education. Children are the future. We're the future. Look what you're doing to us. And so it caused a lot of people to start focusing on the police department because the, 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 real, the real goal of all this was to get the city... Officials to take money from the cops and give it to the schools. That's what it was about So they've been shaming the the Methuen Police Department over their salaries But let's review The current mayor was on the city council for the last six years He voted for all those budgets He voted for every budget that got us to where we are as did the other the other city councils that are incumbents So sit there and pound your fist metaphorically and say I inherited this mess that's just a lie. Well, how did he vote? So? It's not a mistake. It's not did a, he, vote for? he voted for all. He voted for almost all of them. Right. He voted for almost all of them. He, he might have voted for actually all of them, but I don't want to say, 100% right. all of them, because maybe he maybe he missed one vote, and I don't want you know I don't want another lawsuit. So because he I got voted something
2: wrong. himself into the problem. Yes. That he inherited. Right. He created the problem that he inherited. He
0: certainly was one of the people who caused the problem. And here's the thing: when the vote came last year to ratify these contracts. You had five of the nine member city council who had personal conflicts of interest. One council's husband's a cop, one one council's son is a cop, so you have have all these conflicts of interest and because you had the majority, five of nine, who had a personal conflict of interest, they invoked this secret rule that nobody knew existed called uh, the rule of necessity. Now, what I call the rule of necessity is the rule of corruption. Because what this supposed rule of necessity says, and I'm not sure how legal it is, and it might be, but only in the world of politics could be, the rule of necessity, Paul, says that if you've got a majority of a board that have conflicts of interest, everybody can just vote. Because then you don't have enough people to vote on anything, right? Okay. So if everybody has a conflict, if everybody's got their hand in the pie, if everybody's family has their hand in the pie, then no problem. It's a rule of necessity. We're all just going to vote to give everybody raises. And that's pretty much what they did.
2: Now, in a town like Methuen, it's not a, it's not a massive town. Right. You would think that you'd want to hire as many people that live in the town to be cops. Right. And you're going to end up with, obviously, people that live there running for the different offices for the town. Mm-hmm. So you're going to end up with some conflicts. Right. I would imagine you would need a rule like that to make it so that you don't end up with two people voting on a, on a bill.
0: Well, I would say that if you have those kinds of conflicts, why are you running for office? Like if I I decided I wanted to run for Board of Selectmen in North Andover, I live in North Andover, and my father's a cop and my brother's a firefighter and my daughter works for the school department and my cousin works for DPW, why am I there? My very existence on that board reeks of conflict of interest, just reeks of it.
2: But what if those people are coming to, you know, a family outing, and they're complaining about how the city's corrupt and things are going wrong, and maybe you feel like you need to step up and help end the corruption and 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 take a step in the right direction. Yeah, but how do you take a vote? How do you make? How do you? You see, it, it it's not just that there needs
0: to not be impropriety; there needs to be not an appearance of impropriety. I'm with you. And so you've got the mayor whose son's a captain. You've got a city council whose son is a police officer. You've got another one whose husband's a police officer. And by the way, they're all great people. I know all of them. They're all great people. But last year or, or a year and a half ago when they were voting on all these contracts, you had a majority of the city council with a conflict. To me, that says an awful lot before we even get any further. When you get a majority of a council that has that many conflicts, to me, that's a red flag. To me, that, that almost kind of speaks to why we're where we are at this point. Because who wants to cut? It's one thing to give raises. Who wants to cut a department if you know, maybe it's not your kid that's on the department, but the woman who sits next to you every day, it's her kid that's on the department. you got to deal with her every day. So it's not just that the individual councils have a conflict. It creates a conflict for everybody, I think. So here we are. We're at a point where we have the police department with this ridiculous contract where captains are making 400000 a year, wow. where the chief is making somewhere upwards of like 500000 a year. It's half a million dollars. It's half a million dollars. And by the way, I don't know why... If the, now that I know what the chief makes, I want to know why he hasn't kicked in more to the Valley Patriot Legal Defense Fund. That's what I want to know. If you're making half a million dollars a year, 10 grand should have gone, gone to that. <coughs> Excuse me. I actually got through a whole show without doing that last week. Um, so what they did is they got together last night. They were supposed to have a full budget. The mayor promised at the meeting prior, which was the night before, that he was going to either... Submit a full budget with the police department budget segmented out and having a 30-day budget for just the police, which I don't think was legal. And I think D.O.R. said it wasn't legal. Or he was going to do a 30-day budget for the entire city. Now, at the end of the day, regardless of whose fault this is, it was probably a good idea to go with the 30-day budget because that now gives them 30 more days. Like, I don't understand why they're from January till today. They need 30 more days. But, okay, we're here and they're still not ready uh, mostly because people like Joyce Campignon and Steve Saber are all interested in like attacking Jessica Finnicaro about Facebook posts rather than talking about budgets. Yet yeah, all that kind of nonsense has been going on since January. So if you added up all of the minutes that they spent on stupid shit that had nothing to do with the budget, and they actually spent that time on the budget, they might have been ready by now. But they're not. So the mayor put forth a 30-day budget. Everybody pounded their fist and said how horrible it was. Why aren't we ready? Why aren't you communicating? But at the end of the day, everybody except for Jessica voted for the 30-day budget. So you had a seven, eight, I think it was an eight to one vote that Methuen now has 30 more days to get their friggin' act together. And I hope that for the next 30 days, instead of attacking people about Facebook posts, instead of being mean to Jessica because she's doing more work than everybody else and making them look bad by default... um, Maybe just, I don't know, focus on the budget. Focus on cutting spending. Focusing on trying to get additional revenue in. And I know the mayor is trying to renegotiate the police contract. He stated last night if the police don't come to the table and they don't agree to some of the cuts that he wants, he's laying off captains, lieutenants, sergeants. And he didn't say a shit ton, but I'm going to say a shit ton of, of, of patrolmen. So if I don't get my way... I'm going to make everybody else pay. You'll have less public safety. You'll have less people
1: to protect you on the street. Well, so what, what is his way? Is it, is it to take that money and bring it back to the uh, school system? Yes. Oh, so that's what he wants to do. That's what he wants to do now. All right. So and he's, he's partly responsible for all of the money that's going to the police department. Right. But now he wants to change, change uh, gears and right. go, go the other but way. But the police right. have
0: a contract. The contract was ratified by him and previous city council signed off by the
1: previous mayor so he wants to nullify this contract
0: so yeah he wants he wants the police to say okay we want to we're we're gonna reopen the contract and renegotiate these terms and my understanding is that the police at several points have said yeah we're willing to do that you know depending on what you want to cut but we're willing to sit down and
1: negotiate
0: and apparently it hasn't gone and the mayor is saying well well. if we
1: can't do it my way then all of these uh, all of these job cuts will
0: have to right right right. so that's where we are with the Bethune budget um, I think that there have been some shining stars that have come out of this. I think Eunice Ziegler has come out uh, as probably one of the most responsible, uh, most reflective, and least grandstanding of all of the counselors I think she's done and she 's a freshman um, and and I'm, I'm, I supported Eunice. I had no idea how good she 'd be now i 'm really glad that I supported her. I think she 's doing an amazing job um, and I think Jen Kennon is doing a good job running these meetings. I think she 's trying very hard to keep civility. Um, What I don't like is when Jessica made a statement yesterday that she'd been threatened at the meetings and that she keeps getting personally attacked. And I will say Jen does allow it and she shouldn't. Um, When Jess said, I've been threatened, Jen like started gaveling her out of order and saying, you haven't been threatened. Now, don't be saying that you haven't been threatened. Well, guess what? She has been threatened. Hmm. She hasn't been threatened physically. But at least one one city councilor went over to her after a meeting and I know because somebody was there rolling tape for me um, and said something to the effect of, well, if you don't do this my way, I'm going to file a complaint against you with the Secretary of State's office because you did X, Y, and Z, and I don't think you should have done that. So that's a threat. I'm sorry. That, that, is really, is, that really is a threat. Um, what do they have against Jessica? What, what was, <clears throat> what's the problem? The problem is, and, and Joyce Campagnon is probably the worst offender of this, mm. um, Jessica starts talking. Someone has whispered into Joyce's ear. I'm not going to say which mayor I think that might be, but... Um, I think somebody, I think somebody, in my opinion, has been whispering into Joyce's ear. Is there more than one man? (laughs) Yeah, there's one man. There's only one?
2: Yeah. Okay, just checking. Um, (laughs) I got, I got real lost
0: real quick. (laughs) I'm trying to say it without saying it. Um, but I think somebody's been, been whispering in Joyce's ear. And so Joyce went off on a 10 minute tangent the other night that, uh, A fellow counselor posted something on Facebook, and it was totally untrue, and we can't be having this. And she's yelling and screaming about how irresponsible this is, and then admits five minutes later she didn't even read it. (laughs) But she admits she didn't even read it. I don't even have Facebook, she says. I didn't even read it. But people were calling me and telling me what it said. And it's like, okay, so somebody called you and told you that Barack Obama was still president, and you didn't bother to check?
2: She could uh, learn a lot from Ronald Reagan.
0: I would say so. And by the way, I love Joyce. But she's like 185 years old. She's been on, on the city council, then the school committee, then back to the city council, then back to the school committee since like I was in diapers. And if, if you don't know how to comport yourself at this point in your political career, maybe, maybe it's time to like, I don't know, retire and go to the Bahamas maybe. Like I like Joyce and I hate to sound like Tim Wood with all the qualifiers about what a nice person she is because she is. But that, that's not relevant to this. She sits there at those meetings, and as soon as Jessica starts talking, she's rolling her eyes. She's giving (sighs) that, and you can hear it in the microphone, and it's because Jessica is asking real questions. Yeah, right? Jessica's asking real questions. She's doing (laughs) real work, and she said last night, I'm not voting for this 112 budget because I just got it an hour ago, and I haven't had a chance to read it. Now, maybe the other counselors had had a chance to read it. And I'm not going to cast any aspersions on anybody that voted yes on that 112 budget. But Jessica said, I haven't had a chance to read it. So she said, I'm voting no. How do I vote on something I haven't read? It's a good call. I think that's responsible. And if other councils have had a chance to read it and they want to vote yes, that's fine. But we're at a point now where all of the cuts that they made in the Methuen budget over the last three weeks, painstakingly going line by line, are all out the window now. Now we're on a 30-day budget and the mayor's going to come and present a brand new budget in 30 days. Which means they're going to have to start the whole process all over again. So this 30 days might end up being 60 days, might end up being 90 days. And so Methuen's just got a shit show going on. And it doesn't matter to me who I like, who I don't like, who's a nice person, who's not a nice person. They all bear responsibility, especially the incumbents. That have returned from last year Especially the mayor who was a city councilor They all bear responsibility And pointing the fingers at anybody else And crying that you inherited the problem Only shows that you're part of the problem In my my view, Paul And that's all
1: I have from the phone Yeah, it sounds like um, a town in flux right now Mm -hmm. Might be an understatement there If you were to, uh, just just really quickly If you were to um, predict uh, how this gets resolved Say, say it's 90 days from now. What do you see? I see them passing a budget. I see them having to borrow
0: 4 to $10 million to pass that budget. And I see the state coming in within a year, maybe two, uh-huh. but probably not, um, and having a fiscal control board and a fiscal oversight board. What we need, and I think even Tim agreed to this last week, what we need is an investigation as to how we got here. How is it that we got to a place where captains are making $400,000 a year? Like, doesn't the president only make three hundred and fifty thousand? Like, what does the president make, right? Are
1: you sure it's four hundred thousand? Four hundred yeah. thousand, yeah. I'm, I'm low balling it. It's actually like four thirty-five or four eighty-five. It does seem right? excessive. Yeah. What does the equivalent in Lawrence make?
0: A captain in Lawrence probably makes somewhere around sixty or seventy thousand. Really? Maybe, yeah. Wow. What a difference. Yeah. I can I, In All fact, right. I, I don't. I think the chief in Lawrence might be making one hundred and thirty thousand, somewhere in that neighborhood, right? So, I mean, the head of Secret Service isn't making this kind of money. And because everybody knows everybody and it's a small town. Look, we've seen this movie before. I've said it many times, Paul, um, even when we, we were back on actual radio, we've seen this movie before. It's called Lawrence, 1985, when everybody on the council had a brother that was a firefighter and a DPW person and, every, and, <coughs> and everybody was making backroom deals everybody was making sure that their person wasn't getting cut. Everybody was making sure that little provisions were stuck in the budget so there was something got cut that could move things around to take care of certain people. And here we are. And look at how it ended up in Lawrence. Folks, if you live in Methuen, that's where you're headed. Take it from someone who sat on the Lawrence School Committee. Take it from someone that's been involved in Lawrence politics since 1985. You guys are on the exact same trajectory because your elected officials are doing the same stupid shit and it always ends up the same way. It's going to end up in a fiscal control board. It's going, to, it's going to end up in more government grants from the state coming in, which means more low-income people that you'll have to accept, which means more of a strain on the infrastructure of Methuen, which means property taxes, start, property values start to go down, which means the amount of money that you're bringing in is going to go down, which means you're going to need to borrow more money, and it's just a snowball that rolls downhill that never, never stops. Look at, look at Lawrence. Lawrence has financially been in the shit Since literally like 1990 And it's not gonna get any better So anyways That's our local thing Do you want to take a quick break Then come back and talk about abortion Yeah that's probably the best way to play it Alright we'll take a quick break We're gonna come back We're gonna talk about abortion Paul's hopefully all excited about this We have a Supreme Court We have a Supreme Court uh, Member retired The liberal Anthony Kennedy Everybody jumped on my shit On Facebook yesterday For calling him a liberal We're gonna explain that When we come back I want to say a big shout out to Caitlin Green, one of the hottest redheads on Facebook. you got gonna go on my gonna go on my on my friend list and see Caitlin Green. Oh my goodness, she wasn't married. Only if she wasn't married.
2: Trying to do that during the break,
0: right? A M and M Auto Body. We got our friend Angela over there. Angelo Memolo over there, he does great work on your car. So if you got a ding in your car, somebody hits you, you got a mechanical problem, you bring it to A&M Auto. He's on South Broadway in Lawrence on Inman Street. Angelo will take care of you.
2: Um, so what's the address there? 341 Three f- South Broadway, Lawrence, Massachusetts. Then we got Joe Zingales,
0: Rosanna Zingales-Lopez from Century 21. They have been with us from the very first edition of the Valley Patriot. They've been with us from the very first paying attention show which was in 1999, back when he was REMAX. He's not REMAX anymore. Now he's Century 21, and Gallas. And they sponsor our bash. They gave a $1,000 scholarship this year. They gave a $2,000 scholarship last year. And that money comes right out of their pocket. That's not like they're collecting money from other people and just using it like I do. They actually took money out of their pocket. So I don't know why these guys love me so much. I really don't. But Twin Lights, let me tell you how, how dedicated I am to helping my sponsors the guys at Twin Light Security needed an extra security guy to do private investigations and to do security for a certain thing in Boston. And they posted it on my page and asked if it was okay if they could use my page to solicit hiring people. And I said, you know what, as busy as I am, these guys sponsor the show, they sponsor the Valley Patriot, they give us $1,000 for the bash. I'm gonna go work for these guys. So I called up Pat McLaughlin and I said, look, you help us every single time we need something. Whenever I put out a call, you're there. If you need an extra person and you're short, I'll take the night off and I'll come work for you. And so I I have been. I've been doing some work for them because they're helping us. And so there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to find a way to help them in the meantime. So if you need security or if you're getting divorced and you need a private investigator, if you have a business and you need a private investigator or security, uh, you want to call Twin Lights Security. They're based out of Gloucester, but they're very local. If while I'm driving around Lawrence, I get shot and killed, make sure you get my body to Perez Funeral Home. Because we do business with the people who do business with us. And he's on South Broadway. It's the old Scott Funeral Home. If you're an old-time Lawrence resident, it's the old Scott Funeral Home on on South Broadway. Perez Funeral Home at 298 South Broadway in Lawrence. Um, They do crematory services. They do all the stuff that they're supposed to do, right? And uh, Mike's a, a big fan of the show. He followed us when we go live. He's an advertiser now in the print edition of the paper and he's now sponsoring this program. Perez Funeral Home and Crematory Services, 298 South Broadway in Lawrence, we appreciate him. Franklin Veloz from Veloz Auto Group. Uh, He specializes in people that have uh, maybe bad credit, no credit, maybe you haven't had a job for a long period of time so you don't think that maybe you qualify for a car loan. Usually, you know, they want you to have a job for a year or more. Uh, He specializes in getting people who have bad credit or no credit or maybe spotty credit Uh, getting them into a used car he used to work for charlie dare's commonwealth motors for a long long time so he knows his stuff i think he was a credit manager over there or something so he knows what he's doing and um and he follows us live too i really appreciate that he does every time i see him pop on i'm very excited about it and i was there yesterday deliver his newspaper and he said he's already had customers come in from us talking about him on this show so we appreciate velo's auto group Go see Franklin. He's at 17 Mass Ave. It's right at the very beginning of Mass Ave on the Lawrence North Andover line. All righty then. We are back on the Paying Attention Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we, had a, we had a Supreme Court member retire yesterday, Anthony Kennedy. A liberal judge, and I posted on Facebook, Paul, that liberal judge Anthony Kennedy has retired. And immediately people started jumping all over me. How could he he was appointed by Reagan? How could how could he be liberal? Well, if you read the constitution and you find abortion in there somewhere, or gay marriage in there somewhere, mm-hmm. or Obamacare in there somewhere, guess what? You're a liberal judge. Because you're either a constructionist judge who believes that the text says what it says and doesn't say what it doesn't say, or you're a liberal judge who wants to legislate from the bench and find ways to get the outcome that you want by twisting words to mean something
1: they don't mean. Well, he's constitutionally liberal, as you say, but he's also philosophically liberal. Um, One of his most infamous um, uh, quotes... Uh, being a Supreme Court justice, was at the heart of liberty is the right to define one's own concept of existence. Um, This sort of capitulates the era of modern philosophy. There are two ways to look at liberty. Mm -hmm. One is as license. Liberty means the freedom to do whatever you want. And then some people tack on a couple of things, like as long as it doesn't directly harm somebody else or... Or as long as uh, of adults, uh, there's adult consents. Sometimes there's the, the as long as. There's always a
0: qualifier.
1: Yeah, but this notion that we have a moral right to define existence as we would like and meaning of the universe as we would like is a very subjective way of looking at life, right. of looking at reality. It it, it completely uh, diverts the fact that there are actually ways to understand objective truths, objective facts, science, and all this kind of stuff. Um, The other way to look at liberty is the more traditional way that, that, um, that was changed by the moderns, and that is simply this. Liberty is the right to do the good. Liberty is the right to exercise your human nature properly. And hence, you, you get human rights out of this notion that right. there is a human nature that it's... I'm against human rights, by the way. That it springs from... <laughs> that certain rights spring from certain, uh, certain uh, uh, precepts of our human nature. So, in other words, I'm a creature that eats, right? Right. All right. So, I have a right to food. I am a creature that thinks. I have a right to education. Well, you
2: don't have a right to food.
1: Well, I have a moral... You have a right to food. You don't have a right to my food. I have a moral right to food. I'm not talking about what the government should give me. I'm just simply saying that there are certain goods that fulfill natural human inclinations. Um, and Try not I, to get so far So the government can't stop them. you from
2: killing a squirrel and eating
1: if you're destitute. I'm not even talking about the government. See, this is, this is the modern way of thinking, and you're very enmeshed in it. Yeah, yeah Jonathan, <laughs> the, how dare you? The modern way of understanding liberty is what, will, what can I get away with before the government stops me? Right. That's, that's the question that... That's not, that should not be the question. The question should be, what is reality, and how do I conform myself to it? That's, that's all we should be concerned about. If we're all doing that, the less, the less government and the less laws we should have. All right. Now, getting, stepping aside from that, Anthony Kennedy was actually not Ronald Reagan's first choice. If you remember correctly, it was, it was Bork. Right. It was Robert Bork. Boy, what a shit show that was. And Senator Kennedy and the whole Democratic gang at the time uh, didn't want Bork because they, they were scared to death that Bork would be a vote against abortion. Right. So they did whatever they could to get rid of Bork, and they were successful. And so um, Ronald Reagan chose Anthony Kennedy, not really knowing. And what a mistake. What he, how he would. Uh, what act a mistake. Future.
0: Listen, the Constitution, and this is what most people don't understand because <laughs> most people went to public schools and they think rights come from government. Whenever somebody talks about uh, gay rights. Well listen, gays have the same rights as everybody else. They have the same rights. They may not have the same privileges, they may not be able to do some of the same things. Um, well, actually they do have the same gay,
1: rights and privileges. Well, well
0: <clears throat> go ahead. Maybe but, but maybe, maybe no 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 you're right. right. You're right. You're right. And and I don't want to confuse people. When people talk about well now gays have rights. Now gays have the right to be married. Well, gays always had the right to be married. right? Gay guy could always marry a woman, right? You always had had the right to marry. You always had that right. The question is, do you have a right to marry a man? Now, I read the Constitution. I don't see that anywhere in there. And the federal government doesn't marry people. States marry people. So when this goes before the Supreme Court, people who are looking for the outcome that they want, whether it's for gay marriage or against gay marriage, are all worked up in... The result the end result uh we heard crying chuck, chuck no. schumer today talking about the very thing we want judges that are going to protect people from you from uh from corporate businesses and corporate interests no we don't we want judges that are going to read the friggin text hmm. and say whether or not the text applies to whatever cases come before them i read the constitution i don't see abortion in there anywhere but what i do see is this little provision that says anything not enumerated in this Constitution is left to the states. And Roe versus Wade was just bad law. It was bad constitutional law then. It's bad constitutional law now.
1: Well, both abortion and marriage are not mentioned right. in the Constitution. Right, and, and so
0: both of them were bad decisions. And so now what you have, and this is the best, because as soon as Kennedy announced he was retiring, Cory Booker called into CNN. And, of course, I'm watching CNN in my office all day. And you, you have to hear the crying. This is like, we're going to go back to Dred Scott. We're going to go back to slavery. They're going to be overturning everything. It's going to be horrible. We can't kill babies anymore or anything. <laughs> and and went on and on and on. And when he was done crying, Chuck Schumer did the same thing. And Brooke Baldwin on CNN did the same thing. And Ace Anderson Cooper came out last night talking about... Uh, what's funny is they always project onto the other side what they themselves are doing. So Anderson Cooper comes on and starts talking about how um, the Trump base wants conservative judges that are gonna bring the country to the right. Well, that that might be true, but none of that is relevant. What Trump wants and what most of the Trump supporters want, as a Trump supporter I can speak, is we want a judge that's gonna read the text and apply the text to the case that's before them. And these people who cry about, a they, 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 they've inve- the liberals, Paul, have invented this concept of a living, breathing I know. document. I know. And I always say to my liberal friends, if you really think that the Constitution should be a living, breathing document that changes with the times, be careful what you ask for. Because at some point, the pendulum's going to swing to the right.
2: And you lose your right to free gonna speech. And you're going to lose
0: your right to free speech. You could lose your—slavery could come back, right? So people like Cory Booker are all worried that slavery's going to come back if we get the wrong judges— because in his mind, the Constitution is a living, breathing document that changes with the times. And now they're getting it. Now suddenly, there may be a court that's hostile to legislating from the bench and writing into the margins things that shouldn't be there based on the result that we want. Now they're starting to get it, oh my god. Now I wrote a, I wrote a column, Paul, in 2016 saying what will, after, after Trump got elected but before he took office, what will Trump really do? Mm-hmm. One of those things, and I posted it on my page, was that he's going to end up overturning Roe versus Wade by virtue of putting judges, judges on the bench that actually apply the Constitution the way it's written. And people called me crazy. Oh, come on, Roe versus Wade. Even today, people coming on my page going, Roe versus Wade never going to get overturned. That's kind of like Baghdad Bob saying, "The Americans are never going go, to—they're never going to come in here. They're not going to do it because people can't even fathom that kind of change when they've known one thing their whole life."
1: That's right. That's right. right. I mean, yeah, we have a whole generation of people not knowing anything other than the right to uh, to kill their offspring. Right. They, they don't know of any uh, time that, that that wasn't the case experientially. Right. Yeah, the Constitution is meant to be a document that defines a way of life for the United States of America. Constitutional law is meant to, like every constitution, like every nation, it's meant to piggyback upon natural law. And natural law um, respects human rights. Um, So the question is, are they looking for something that isn't in the Constitution? Of course they are. And are they looking for something that contradicts natural law? Of course they are, in order to fulfill an agenda that goes against both the Constitution and human nature. Right. So the question is, is abortion a human right? No, of course not. Now, I think their, their side is saying abortion is a human right for a woman to exercise. Right. Why wouldn't it be? Yeah. <coughs> they
0: want, the left hmm. wants To codify into the constitution Things like abortion and gay marriage And Scalia Who probably was the most brilliant justice ever Put it And I'm going to paraphrase Because I'm not reading it directly He he, he said it perfectly If, If you think abortion Should be legal Then persuade your fellow citizens Support candidates for congress and senate Have them pass a law And have them make it legal you don't need a constitution for that. The constitution is supposed to be the basic foundation of our rights. It's not a right to get an abortion because it's not in the constitution. Now, if you want to persuade your fellow citizens to mm. change the constitution and put abortion in there, well, then there's a mechanism to do that too. Okay, that- but you don't write it in the margins and pretend that it's there because you want the result that you want.
1: Okay, here's, here's where you and I would part company in our agreements. Alrighty. Are you going to say this is the only place? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, just no. making sure. just, just in this discussion. All right. Um, I left my last, the last thing I said, I left it with the question, actually. I said, why isn't abortion a human right? See, if it's a human right, I would say that it's the constitution is faulty and we should, we should amend the constitution. Right. But I am saying that it is not a human right. No. But, but I'm asking you why you think it's not a human right. Well, how can killing your child be a human right? Well, lie? that's just it. That's just it. In Roe versus Wade... What about
0: the right to the child?
1: In 19 1970- like Nobody
0: cares about the right to the child. Everybody's talking about the right of the woman. And by the way, abortion is one of the most selfish things in the world because every time you have a, a debate with someone who's for abortion, all they care about is the mother. What if the what if the mother's having a hard time? What if the mother was raped? What if the mother... What if the mother... What if the mother... And nobody says, well, what about the child? The, nobody... Nobody seems to care about the rights of the child.
1: In January of 1973, I think it was Chief Justice, um, what's his name? The guy who retired. I can't remember his name. It wasn't Thurman Marshall. It was the other guy. All right. Other uh, guy. Yeah. The Chief Justice uh, wrote, um, since at this point we don't really understand when human life begins, we will make these parameters. And basically it it's spoke about uh, first viability and then the, to the moment of, 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 of birth – If the mother has a psychological or physical reason why she should have an abortion all the way up to the day of birth Mm -hmm. First of all, it was an untruth Modern biological science all the way from the dawn of genetics with Mendel Understood exactly when a human being begins his or her existence. I agree with that That's This is the mid-1800s. We understood it And this is why all abortion laws became much more strict or after after the dawn of, of modern science, because we understood when human life began. And that's why there, you know, there had to be a uh, Roe versus Wade for people who wanted it back again. So, so that was an untruth right there in the Supreme Court. And in the past 50 years, from ultrasound sonography to um, intrauterine photography to all the movies now that we're taking of one of human life, we know. When human life begins we know when you and I begin our existence right it's at the science is absolutely clear that we begin our existence in our life at the moment of our conception there's no question about that right now the only problem now is 50 years later can you bring the cat back into the bag after you've let it out after 65 million prenatal homicides have occurred One third of all the population is missing from 46 years old under today because of abortion. Can you bring us back to not being this culture of death? And I think that's what a lot of people fear. I'm not too sure. I think Trump would need like 10 years as president to make that happen.
2: But well, if it all all overturning Roe v. Wade would do is put the put it, debate back into to the, the states, states. back right. to the states, it doesn't right. do a damn thing. Right. It,
1: yeah, it doesn't make abortion illegal. It just brings it back to the states and say you guys decide. Right. Now, now by the way, when it gets there, I'm going to be against that. You guys will be for that. No, nope. I nope, I believe I, I believe that a preborn human being has a human right to live, just like everyone else I does. I do too. So I don't even think states have the right, the moral right, or the legal right. To, uh, to codify abortion. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. I know you All think right. that I'm probably not. But I
0: believe that abortion is unconstitutional. Not only is it not constitutional, it's unconstitutional, it's anti constitutional. The Constitution guarantees that, I, that our life, liberty, and property will not be taken away without due process of law. And we know that life begins at conception. And nobody is giving due process to the unborn child before it's being killed. There's no advocate that goes into court that says, listen, your honor, um, if this woman brings the baby to term, there are people that are willing to adopt it. Um, I want to advocate for this child. There's no due process at all for that, for that unborn baby. So as far as I'm concerned, because I actually read the Constitution mm-hmm. and know what the text says and know what our founding fathers meant when they wrote it, n- no life can be deprived by the government, or advocated to be, or paid for to be without due process about, of law. Without due process of law. So until we have due process for the unborn, I'm with you, Paul. Even when even when it get, Roe v. Wade gets overturned and it goes back to the states, I'd like to see another challenge to the United States Supreme Court saying that the states yeah. don't have the right to allow abortion because it violates
1: the United mm. States Constitution. The Human Life Amendment, perhaps. Right. But
2: what about? Uh, in the case of self-defense,
1: yeah, that's a that's a good question, and that would, that would the mother ab- make that argument? That would bring about due process of law, if there is any situation where this preborn child threatens my life, can I can I uh, you know have self-defense as a as an argument to to terminate the child?
2: If someone came up to me and yeah. put a needle in my arm and yeah. started connecting my blood up to their blood, would I have a legal right to shoot them? Yeah, sure.
1: Dead. Uh, I wouldn't say dead. I think like no, you have a legal pilot. right to stop them from doing it. Yes.
2: And if they continue to do it and I have to shoot them and I shoot them and they
1: die. Paul wants yeah. you to shoot them in no, the no, leg. No, no, if, no. If you're if your only recourse, <laughs> I can't even take you seriously. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, Paul. Him. I am serious. <laughs> Paul wants you to well, shoot them can, in the leg. Who can ever take Tom seriously? It's <laughs> true. Now. Yes, I would say that if your only recourse uh, in stopping this person from gravely harming you is to deal him a fatal blow, then you're justified. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, but, in the case of be- a woman. Between woman and child, it's a whole different thing because the child is totally innocent. The only- other guy isn't. The child is not an unjust aggressor. The other guy, the other guy is. Well, I, the, a woman could make
2: the argument then that the sperm was the unnecessary aggressor. Well, keep
1: your legs closed.
2: She wants to kill the sperm. Keep well, your legs closed. Well, let's it's not her problem it connected with let's, the egg.
1: Let's speak scientifically truth. A scientific truth then. Is, is the sperm the human being that the embryo is? Scientifically, the answer is absolutely not. One is an actual human being that's growing. The other one is a gamete or a reproductive cell. So they're not the same thing. I think it's interesting that people who talk about rights don't know anything about rights. Whenever
0: they say, well, a woman has the right, only the woman should have the right to say whether or not she terminates her pregnancy, i.e. kills her baby. However, if the woman decides to keep the baby, it's the man's responsibility to pay for it for 18 years. So the guy has no say whether or not she terminates it or brings it to term. But he's finding, He's, he's response, she has the rights and he, only he has the responsibility. And that's see that's a total contradiction in our society. There is a war on men. It started well, with, all, with all this abortion stuff that men have no rights. So if I get someone pregnant and I say, no, 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 please bring it to term. And she says, no, screw you. I'm killing your baby. You have no say. Only I can have a say in it. But on the other hand, if I say to her, no, no, I don't want you to have that baby. I want you to terminate the pregnancy. I don't want to pay for it for 18 years. She could say, screw you, you're paying for yeah. it for 18 years, and she's the only one that gets to make that decision. I think yeah, that the, decision
1: should be made by both. The injustice is on many levels, as you mentioned. Now, it's interesting how the, the retort to that is that it's the, it's the woman's body, and she has a right to do with her body. All right, But now, the baby's not her body. It's a all-separate entity. Two very important things to say about that. Number one is what you said. You're not actually terminating your body. You're terminating a third party's body. Right. The baby's body. So, so Otherwise, she'd be killing herself. Exactly. Right. Secondly, um, you don't have a right to do whatever you want with your body. Right. As soon as you do something that creates another human being, you have an inherent intrinsic responsibility to that human being for at least 18 years. Right. Not only the mother, but the father, like you said. Right. He, he cannot do what he wants with his body for the next 18 years. Listen, he, wait, wait, wait. Let me just get this okay. point out. If he wants to do with his body to sit down on a couch and maybe to work part-time to, to pay his own bills and to smoke cigarettes and just to enjoy life, he can't do that with his body for right. the next 18 years. He doesn't have a right to do whatever he wants with his body. Right. As soon as another human being is created, we have an inherent responsibilities of which we need to direct our bodies in certain ways. And, and this whole concept
0: of a woman should be able to do what she wants with her own body, well, she can't now. If a woman wants to prostitute... If a woman wants to go into a bar and pick up five guys and bring them home and have sex with all five of them, no problem, right? But if a woman goes into a bar and says to five guys, listen, if you each kick in 100 bucks, you all want to come back to my place and have a gangbang... That's prostitution, and the government steps in and says, no, you can't do that. That's against well, the law. Well,
2: she's making money that's undocumented. Undocumented so money. That is right, right. a tax issue more than it is anything else. So
0: we have all these stupid people running around talking about these concepts that they never even thought through, that they have no idea where they come from, they have no idea what they really mean. A woman has a right to her own body. No, she doesn't. She can't prostitute herself. There's a lot of things a woman can't do with her own body. There's a lot of things we all can't do with our own body if we want to. There are drugs that are not on the market because the FDA has not approved of them. There's a black market for some of those drugs. If you're dying and you decide to take one of these experimental drugs, they could put you in jail. So you don't have the right to do what you want with your own body. But somehow, men and women are supposed to be the same. On the other hand, women are supposed to have these supreme rights. that Men, it's by the false. way, don't have the right but have the responsibility to pay for.
1: Yeah. It's, this is part of the, what I first started out with that— you guys didn't understand and I probably didn't, um, I didn't articulate it well, but it's a false understanding of liberty to think that you have a right to your own body to do whatever you want with it. Right. It's a false understanding of liberty. We don't. We are, as a species, we are interdependent. And if there's another person depending on us uh, that we have created, then we have a right, uh, we have an obligation to, uh, to see to it that their goods are met. Right. And those goods might be adoption. If they find that the most loving choice, sure. But it has to be something you can't take. Can't take an entire a human being's entire future away from them. I by know the, a couple. Was, of I know a couple who's been trying to adopt for five years. They've been on a
0: waiting list for five years. Yeah, there are plenty of people who are willing to take in babies, take in children, and adopt them. There aren't enough babies or children
1: to be adopted. I don't think that there would be a five-year waiting list if, um, if abortion didn't uh, occur so, I agree. so much. I it agree. It just wouldn't happen. Now, there,
0: the, there is this whole thing with the Supreme Court. Now, the liberals, especially on CNN, all the Democrats, they're all crying. Um, he's going to put in right-wing judges. This is Nazism. Uh, you had all kinds of protests yesterday in Oregon. Um, our entire government structure is unraveling, and as soon as Anthony Kennedy announced he was resigning, I looked at that and said, I hope this isn't the camel, the last straw on the camel that unravels our government, because you have people that have two different, differing points of views, one, the stupid point of view that nobody ever thinks thinks through, which is, we want judges that are going to give us the result that we want. The Constitution's a living, breathing document. Then there's the point of view of smart people who actually read the Constitution and know what it says and why it says it who say, no, it doesn't matter what the outcome is, what matters is what the Constitution says. Now, I've disagreed with the courts on many things because I didn't like the outcome. But when you go back and you look at the text, you go, you know what, but the Supreme Court was right to rule that way because that's what the text says. And if you don't like it, there's a mechanism to change it. It's not writing in the margin, okay, well, we like abortion, so we're gonna, we're gonna add that in. Well, we think gays should be allowed to be married, so we're gonna add that in. No, you get two-thirds of the states, you get a constitutional convention, and you change the constitution. Or, as Scalia said, you don't need the constitution. You persuade your fellow citizens, and you have your legislature make it legal,
1: and provide for whatever it is that you think is, that should be legal. To uh, the progressive mind, and I put that in quotes because it's really regressive, to the progressive mind, sanity seems literally like not- Nazism. Right. That's what it seems like. I, well, think, and-
2: I think that it's a little overgeneralized because of social media. I think Facebook has mm-hmm. been the bane of our existence since its creation. I've got 5,000 friends or followers. on. They're not friends. They're acquaintances, but followers on social media. 10% of them are absolute batshit crazy on the left. Mm-hmm. And 10% are absolute batshit crazy on the right. And the rest of us live in the middle.
0: In the real world.
2: And and really don't care all that much about the far right point of view and the far left point of view, but both sides are dumping us onto the other side because right. we don't agree 100% with their philosophy. And I think this is the problem with social media. No one would dare well, come up to my face and have a debate like they'll have on Facebook face to face. And not because I'm violent, not because there's a fear of me, because but they're because cowards. they don't have the balls right. to put... Their real thoughts up against real facts, face to face. They've got to be able to Google every single thing and let the New York Times or Fox News defend their scenario.
0: Right, Paul. Who would you like to see replace Anthony Kennedy on the court? I've been actually kind of thinking about this the last 24 hours.
1: I have no idea.
0: You have no. You have no. No. You have no guy that you say like, okay, that's one guy I'd love to see after like Ted Cruz or Marco Rubio or. Well,
1: Cruz is a lawyer, right? Yeah, I think he is. I, I, he's not on that list of uh, t- uh, Donald Trump. Probably not. But, list. Tr- but neither was Gorsuch originally. He was added in after. So. Yeah. I think I think Cruz would be a good uh, Supreme yeah. Court justice. Yeah. Who's I the, well, I've been Who's thinking the, about?
2: the um, Huckabee? Huckabee. I don't know if he's a lawyer, but I would like to see Huckabee on the on the court.
0: I, I as long as it's someone who's going to go in and read the read the Constitution, read the text, and then when they're deciding a case, whether it's a death penalty case or whatever and just apply the text as it's written from, the, from the, f- the intent of the founders. I'm a strict constructionist. When the legislature in Massachusetts passes a law that says drunk driving is against the law, that's not supposed to change with the times. There's no, oh, well, you know, we've, we, we've, we've become enlightened over the last 20 years and drunk driving is not such a bad thing anymore. So that rule doesn't really mean what it says. No, it means, what it says. It says what it says, and it doesn't say what it doesn't say. Until it's changed. Right, until you change it. So you go yeah. out and you change it. I had somebody on Facebook yesterday say, uh, well, Anthony Kennedy, uh, with, the, with the abortion and the gay marriage thing, maybe he just grew a heart. And I said, I said no, maybe you're right. Maybe he grew a heart. But, what? But if, but if you grew a heart on those topics, resign as a jurist, run for the legislature— Become a state become a US Congressman or a senator, and then you can push all of your things that you feel in your heart, but if you're a jurist, your job is to look at the text and apply the text as written. I mean, there are certain things in the Constitution, we've outlawed slavery. If if the Constitution's a living, breathing document and suddenly we become a right wing totalitarian country, well then we don't have to change the constitution. We have to get rid of the 14th Amendment. We'll just say, well, you know, times have changed. And so now we can, we can count black people as one third of a person and black people can be, or maybe white people or maybe Asian people can be slaves. And it's, it's a very, we are marching toward a very scary end because 50% of this country gets it. The other 50% of this country are traitors. They want socialism, they want some other ism, but they don't, want, they don't
1: want capitalism and they don't want a constitutional republic. This is what I was thinking on the way up here, as I have been for... Why the hell do I do this? <laughs> uh, other than that, um, as I have been for the past year or two, and that is, I wonder if there's any a miraculous way that we can get together and say, let's divide this country. Let's divide it land-wise. And All the liberals on yeah, the West yeah, Coast. On the left... Why don't you go over here, and we, we'll take this, and just sort of, just like a a, a, a nice divorce, you, you you get your lawyers, and you say, okay, we'll have this, we'll have it's this. It's not working out anymore. It's not working out. Well, Why the problem is, let's have is, two countries. We're going
2: to end up, the right-wing side is going to end up owning the left side, because we'll be the ones with the guns, we'll overthrow them, and then we'll own right. their
1: land, too. Right. Yeah, but they've got all the money. They've got Hollywood. They've got, they've got lots of money on them.
2: I'll that. tell you what. We'll let you attack me with a checkbook, and I'll attack you with a firearm. <laughs> yeah, can, and we'll AK see who comes out on top. See who
1: wins. No, but they 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 have enough money for lots of weapons if if it comes to that. They
2: don't believe in weapons. No, they, they well, put, weapons they, are bad. Oh, please. They have signs that say gun-free zones. Look, look, why don't you just put up a sign that look, says you guys, "Rob me."
1: You guys are smart enough to know that the left is the ones that are going to be violent first. Right. Well, it's they, not, they're the, it's already not the violent. Right. They're already violent.
0: Every, look at the, viol- the left-wing violence every of,
1: day. All of the mantras on the left are the exact opposite of what they actually believe. Right. The, the, the tolerance are the most intolerant among us. The, the, you know, the, those who claim invi- uh, that, that they hate violence are probably the first ones that, they're go- that are going to be violent. And all you have to do is look at what's happening lately right. with Sarah Sanders, with, with all the other folks right. that uh, are being harassed. It's, uh, it's getting pretty sad. We are at a tipping point in this country and I have a better solution than
0: dividing the country up. Mm-hmm. I say if you're, one, if you're a socialist, get the fuck out <laughs> and go to a socialist country and in, in, go to England. There are people in prison for saying things on Facebook that the government doesn't approve of. There are people who are literally sitting in prison cells because they said they don't agree with gay marriage or they say they don't agree with Muslim migration. Whatever it is that they said that the government doesn't approve, they're in prison for it. So if you really want socialism, go live under it for a little while. Go to Germany, go to England, go to Portugal, and then you will have the utopia that you want. You can live under the rule that you say you want, but don't take our constitutional republic, like this Ocasio lady that just won a primary yesterday, and, and try to turn us into that, because we're not that. We have a constitution, and the constitution is not a living, breathing document.
1: It well, says what it says, and it means what it means. The, uh, the process of turning us into that already started about 50 years ago, yeah. so what do you do about that? Well, we, we have to stem the tide. I don't know, I don't
0: know that we can stop it. I think, we've mm-hmm. lost, I think we've lost our constitution. I know Trump is stemming the tide. And with these judges, maybe he can stop that from happening. For how long? But look at what's going on in the streets. I mean, mm-hmm. how long before Supreme Court members, you know, Sarah Sanders is being harassed in a, in, a, in a restaurant. How long before Supreme Court members that vote the way that the left doesn't want stuck getting gunned gun down in the street like in Mexico? Right, Two-thirds of the people on the ballot in Mexico have been killed in the last 10 days. I don't know if you guys saw that story on Drudge. And it's coming here. It's coming because you have people in Hollywood and you have people on the left who are now openly calling for violence against people that don't agree with their political opinions. And by the way, why wouldn't they? If they really think that Trump is a Nazi, look, if there were real Nazis in this country trying to take over, I would be calling for violence against them too. The problem is that they're wrong and they're idiots. People who are conservative are not Nazis. Donald Trump's not a Nazi. And by the way, if you think he's a Nazi, why do you want him to take all of our guns? Going back to a discussion we had a couple of months, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> that's, that's right. But on the one hand, they, don't they, don't Trump's know. a Nazi, the Republicans are Nazis, and by oh. the way, give Donald Trump all your guns. Wait, what? Does, doesn't that make them Nazis, I think? Kind of?
1: Just me, yeah, I guess. Well, logical consistency is not, uh, not really valued by the left. But I would say this, too. Life is a wonderful thing, it's precious. It's beautiful. Um, let's just um, try to um, treat it the way that it's supposed to be treated, as something inviolable. Something sacred. Something sacred, right. something inviolable, something that science makes crystal clear that begin, our life cycle begins at conception, it ends at natural death. Let's respect each other from conception to death. Let's do it. Uh, that's, I, that's love. That's loving your neighbor. That's great, but you, you, you have half the country that doesn't want to do that. Well, then half the country doesn't want to love their neighbor, and that's very, very sad. No, they don't. Listen, we had Kim in here, Kim uh, Anderson, last week. She needs a kidney. Uh,
0: if you know anybody who might be interested in donating a kidney, she's got about six months.
2: She's O positive. She's
0: O positive. You can email her at kimkidney1960 at gmail.com, um, and she will, they will get in touch with you. If, and by the way, their insurance will pay for all of your stuff. That's right. So... Um, we're, we're, we're praying and we're hoping that Kim gets a kidney um, We're glad that she was able to come on and share her story with us last week uh, I'm going to be with Lenny Clark tonight in Boston at Laugh Boston I'm going to be doing an interview with Lenny Clark uh, He's going to be in Lawrence July, I think 27th But it's somewhere in July he's going to be here in Lawrence um, So uh, I'll see you guys tonight, I'll probably go live Paul, thank you for coming in Thank you Mr. Jonathan, thank you for being the voice of God We have uh, Rich Russell always comes in and hangs out with us. Listen to Beneath the uh, Surface
1: Monday night, 10 to 11 p.m., WCAP Radio, or just look it up, Beneath the Surface with Paul Morano. Melvin Taylor says go home, so go home already.
0: The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21
2: Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.